0: Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerard. It's uh, great to be back, 2024, first episode of the year. And um, yeah, I've been quiet for the last few years with uh, the podcast. I've been a bit intermittent with it you know, it all started when COVID came around and I don't know, I just wasn't seeing people, wasn't talking to as many people. But uh, yeah, this year I've decided to come back strong and committed to it. I'm going to be releasing eight episodes per season. I'll be doing two seasons a year and uh, and I'll release every episode fortnightly. So um, stay tuned. I've got some really good uh, interviews lined up. Uh, I've got some other style of episodes that I've been working on, and um, yeah, a whole bunch of other stuff. But it's going to be a very exciting year for Bench Talk 2024. Here we go. So, this week I've got a very special guest. Uh, it's an artist who I've admired for decades, I'd say. And uh, his name's Finster. He's from Stockholm in Sweden. You know, I first came across his work like through graffiti magazines and uh, and like art books and stuff that were coming out in the late 90s and early 2000s. And although he was part of that uh, graffiti crowd and scene over in um, Scandinavia, he does very illustrative work and um, it caught my eye and really stood out to me. And I've followed his career ever since then. So he's done a lot of uh, commercial illustration. He's had some monumental exhibitions and he's just come off the back of... Um, Uh, two big uh, retrospective uh, museum exhibitions, uh, which I'm sure would have been awesome to see in the flesh. If you want to uh, check out his artwork while you're listening, follow him on Instagram at uh, finstafari. It's just been great to sit down, have a good chat with him and find out a lot more about him and his artwork. So here we go. Finster.
1: So I'm uh, from uh, a town called Lund, in uh, south sweden i'm uh, based in stockholm since many years but i grew up in the south and uh, i got into art really early so uh, as early as uh, the age of five i uh, decided that i'm going to be an artist Uh, that's going to be my profession and i think uh, i grew up quite a lot uh, the the early years uh, Without sibling and without uh, too many kids that lived close to um, to where I lived, my my kindergarten was a bit far away. So so I met all those kids during the daytime, but the rest of the times I spent with grownups. And I think uh, it uh, it dawned on me quite early that uh, sooner or later you're gonna have to have a job, and a job can be something really boring, or it could be something quite cool. So I told my parents, uh, yeah, I want to pursue this uh, thing that I'm already so into drawing. And um, my father, he he has uh, always been a freelance photographer. So that also led me into just knowing that you could have a creative uh, kind of job. While my mother is a teacher and I think she was uh, her response was uh, like, yeah, that's good that you, you found your thing, but uh, that's a career that's really hard to, to pursue. And uh, it, it's really hard to make money and just make a living doing that. But I thought uh, if I start already at five, then uh, I'm ahead of most people so uh if I work really hard from now on then uh, maybe uh, I can be one of the few that can make this happen something like this and uh, yeah I did uh, I mean I I I just uh been focusing on on drawing and doing things connected to drawing ever since pretty much and uh yeah. So that's, that's how it started.
0: Yeah. And so even though, um, you know, your parents are warning you that it's, that's hard. Did you, have you found it to be hard going life as an artist? Um,
1: well, both yes and no, I think, uh, in general I'm li- living a pretty good life and I have been, uh, all these years, a lot of freedom, uh, a lot of fun projects and I've been very fortunate to to uh, I never had another job I've been full-time artist for 20 years and uh before that I was studying a bit and before that I was a kid so uh I had a lot of fun I I had a lot of uh, possibilities to create my own yeah like make something out of my own ideas which is fulfilling i was i was having a good life but sometimes you know it's uh, it's easy to uh, to compare yourself or think what if and uh, yeah for the record now i have uh, a daughter and uh, a soon-to-be wife and, uh, and a house so i've uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm um, at the place where where I also have all those things so I'm not really missing out but yeah it's affecting life
0: yeah your choices well, yeah definitely well as, as someone who also decided to that they wanted to be an artist at five years old like I did the same thing but I didn't pursue it until I was 38 years old and all mm-hmm. the whole time I wanted to be an artist so uh, as someone who's um, curious of what the other side looked like, it's torturous uh, being in a, <laughs> another job, just wishing that you could just be all ass, right you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can imagine. Yeah, you know, at least you are. Uh, you got to pursue it, but I guess you haven't known any different, which is unfortunate for you. Oh, no,
1: yeah, no. I understand that it's uh, it's a luxury, and it's a it's about a lot of different circumstances. It's a lot about hard work, but it's also about Having a bit of economic uh, stable background, not that I have rich parents, but uh, at least I could just allow myself to think in in the terms of having a job that is not like paying super well from day one and then uh, living in a country that, uh, yeah, in is quite cultural understands a bit what i'm doing and yeah we also have a, a quite good educational system and yeah for for different uh reasons i was able to do it so i'm uh, i'm not trying
0: to complain no no that's good <laughs> yes yeah. yeah, so, so i've been um i've been following your art for for years now decades i would say, i would say Um, when I first came across your work through like the graffiti books and magazines that were coming out of, um, Scandinavia and Europe in the early 2000s, like, um, I found that you were popping up in them a lot. Um, like, was this, even though that you were pursuing an art career, like the graffiti sort of world, there wasn't really much of a career in that. Like, uh, like what, what were you thinking? Like working, uh, in like that that area but also pursuing a career yeah i mean uh, even if i was uh, headed
1: for a career already when i was young i uh, i came across things that just interested me and i wasn't really i've never really been uh, planning my future in small steps it's more been like work hard do everything that inspires me try to get it out and grow bigger and bigger it's not that i have a um a crazy plan where everything is planned out and i still don't so um in my in my teens graffiti i came i came came across a book about graffiti and the graph it was quite the i mean it existed in my town but everybody who uh, used to do it had moved out there was a gap and uh i was um, introduced by a friend uh, to this book about graffiti from my hometown and from the area that i'm from um, which is a university town and there was a a man that did a phd on graph already in the 80s in this uh, little town so he in in the same process he released a book and the book was in all the libraries in the schools and stuff and we we picked it up and uh, once I was introduced to it uh, I um, immediately uh, felt like this is what I have to do it's uh, I was always attracted to the imagery that was like. Hip and cool, and the stuff that wasn't maybe appealing to parents so much, but more like to a, a boy, uh, like stickers and skateboard graphics and stuff like this. So, when I saw a graph, it was in perfect uh, alignment with this. And uh, once I started to paint, uh, it uh, opened up a new world. I mean, it, it changed changed uh, my social position quite a lot being a, a kid that is go- good at drawing and drawing on paper putting all the papers in a drawer somewhere compared to being a, a kid with spray cans that is taking space taking up space in society um yeah it changed the uh, the way I looked at myself and the way people looked at me, quite a lot, and I liked that. So, uh, yeah, graph it came uh, like a, a good way to uh, to let my art communicate, and instead of uh, communicating in a drawer, it was communicating on walls around town, and. Uh, already when me and my friend felix painted the first uh, couple of walls in my hometown the the newspaper came took pictures neighbors came with uh, sandwiches and everybody was just uh, like applauding it uh and uh, this was painting some legal walls we were quite uh, especially my friend uh, Felix that I started with, he was uh, really an uh, entrepreneur kind of guy, I had more of the artistic backup, and he, he was more of a hustler. So uh, when we decided to become graffiti writers, he, uh, he took the phone book and called, I think, uh, 200 or something, all, all the paint shops in the whole southern region, to find uh, a place where you could buy spray cans for a decent price because it was super expensive back in those days. And he found an old shop in this uh, town and uh, it had just uh, shut down and they were uh, cleaning out the store, but they picked up the phone and uh, this uh, 15 year old boy on the other, side of the line asked them do you have spray cans how much are they and they told them yeah we have 500 cans here in the basement and uh, you can come pick them up for almost nothing because we're we're throwing everything away so we we went there picked up those cans and and then we uh, uh, just hit town looked at walls uh, went and asked donors, "Can we just uh, do cool characters on this wall?" Yeah, you can. And uh, it started from from there. And I think uh, half an hour. Uh, sorry, I think uh, like six months from then we had uh, business cards with like we do graph kind of message, and uh, we started to. to uh, Yeah, do local murals at festivals and uh, assignments at gyms and all kinds of things. So for me, it started more uh, actually like a business rather than a a revolutionary punk kind of uh, idea. Yeah. Which has a lot to do with also the town that I come from. I think they didn't really have a, a problem with it so they could welcome it and also our approach was we do like uh, hip hop characters and letters uh, with kind of a positive vibe so uh, yeah it was a bit of a different uh, entry into this world than than most of my colleagues would have
0: yeah so and, and um like were you accepted into the uh the Swedish graph scene I guess like even though you came in to it with a like entrepreneurial spirit
1: yeah I think uh, I mean we, we we did about a year in our little bubble and then we expanded to to the the neighboring towns and then we met more of the the resistance and more of the the full culture and we yeah we we adapted to that now i mean looking back at uh, my graph history i've taken part in most aspects of it um uh, and uh, i think back in those days coming from my little town to the next town that was a bit more industrial harder climate kind of town uh i was lucky to have uh, Yeah, when people confronted us, like, who do you think you are, I could show them what I've done. And that kind of uh, um, was impressive enough to not get beat up for being a a weak ass kid who only paints legal sort of uh, situation. And uh, yeah, they all those more hardcore kids became my friends and then it's all uh I think they they learned from me and I learned from them and it all mixed up in some way
0: yeah so even though you were uh hanging out with you know the hardcore writers and all that we you were still doing more like illustrative work and that was um yeah I think was well accepted
1: yeah it was it was accepted and I think um as time went on i found more and more that even the most hardcore artists that i meet uh, they really uh, admire that i've been able to make a career out of it and i hope and uh, at least that's how i like to see it myself is that i've done it without Selling the culture out. I mean, there's a balance between being coming from a subculture and then working commercially. You have to make your own judgment. What is is cool to do? How much you let people uh, just run over you and tell you what to do or how much integrity you, you keep in your work. So I think how you make that transition or that mix between those two worlds uh, is uh, quite crucial. I I never found it super hard to do it, but I can easily see that uh, I think in in the commercial world I sometimes maybe could can come across as someone who is uh, slightly yeah, I wouldn't say hard to work with, but I have a lot of principles and uh, I think in the end they like that because it gives uh, the work uh, some authenticity but in in minor uh, situations it's been uh, a bit of a clash I think
0: yeah when you do you say you mean when you're um you know you know how you want things to appear is that what you mean
1: I I, I feel like uh in graph there's a lot of principles like uh, ways of staying true to yourself or to the art form and a lot of those i don't care about at all but some of them i care about a lot meeting the rest of the world sometimes they can clash a bit i found like uh, the concept of not biting is something that's really strong in the graph world at least in my generation but when you when you meet uh, the, the advertising world, it's like more one of the fundamental things, <laughs> kind of like, we want you to do this that we've already seen somewhere. And then you just have to, uh, to teach them that it can it, it can be done better. It can be it can be innovative instead of just like a, a, a weak copy
0: yeah totally so when you work with uh like say advertising agencies and 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 bigger brands do you all always work as a like um artist collaboration or you know because sometimes you can be hired as like a commercial artist like you know draw this and we'll use it or do you always say like no it's like um whatever brand X fincer you know Mm.
1: no uh, I mix uh I like uh, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll be slightly more anonymous I think people who know my work they will see see it uh, if I write my name or on it or not so it's always I'm not super undercover drawing some random stuff that no one will recognize uh, just for the money that that I couldn't do it yeah sometimes I'm just doing uh, assignments uh, like a a title for a book or an illustration for the magazine and uh yeah it's gonna say my name somewhere but it's not like uh the main focus of the thing and then other times i'm making a a collaboration with a clothing company or some other brand and then it's more like the first thing you'll see is like their name my name collaboration and uh, i think no matter uh, which one of them i work with i uh, ask for quite a lot of uh, artistic freedom and uh, most of the time it's it's uh, something that uh, it's not the problem and and i quite like to work with uh, assignments where you get like a it's like a quiz or something you you get the you get certain frames like certain boundaries and uh, it's up to you to be creative within those and uh, as long as the boundaries are reasonable then uh, it's going to make for a good result so yeah uh, i quite like it
0: getting yeah. back to what we were saying about the uh you know the the books that you're in yeah because I, I remember just you know in that magazine book era and especially like there was a a lot of um bookshops selling design books and art books and everything and you were popping yep. up in a lot of them did you find that <clears throat> because you were so frequent in uh all the publications that a lot of work was coming to you through them for sure i think uh
1: i i mean books and magazines were uh, at the height when I was at the height of my graph career, so to speak, when I was like new with my, my style kind of, and it was, it was not very, uh, it, it was quite new to have a illustrative graffiti style at the time. And, uh, I, I had just started, uh, studying my master's in illustration and graphic design in Stockholm and uh, at the same time painting a lot and mixing those two different worlds Um, and my ideas created a style that became my signature kind of style that then uh, has evolved up till now and uh, I think uh, Yeah, I mean, the fact that Sweden was uh, really good at books and magazines, for one, uh, it helped me. And then uh, having a a style that was quite communicative, uh, a bit innovative and uh, fun, it, uh, yeah, I mean, in some way, it uh, made a lot of magazines contact and books from around the world, contact me and make interviews and features and stuff like this. And I think uh, it took a couple of years before that actually gave me uh, more than recognition. But later on, I found that all those magazines and books, they they, uh, landed in the hands of kids around the world that were into the same kind of things and uh sooner or later they were doing streetwear brands in france or doing advertising in america or whatever and uh, then they already knew about me and what i do so at the time where like uh, at the time when i graduated from school i had already started to to do uh, freelance work uh, i think quite a lot based on on uh, yeah the international recognition from from graph and also the fact that it was quite illustrative i mean it was not uh, they didn't ask me i mean i went to paint on festivals and did the graph thing as well but when i did assignments it's, it was uh, yeah, more based on the fact that I'm, I can also be an illustrator or a graphic designer. And I think every time also that I, that I uh, was featured or made, made an interview in a graph magazine, I always showed what I do, which is not always graph. So I always put some logos and some illustrations or uh, sculptural work in those magazines. So that also uh, sent the signal, like, you don't have to be uh, only doing uh, outlines and highlights. You can also do other stuff with your creativity.
0: Yeah. Were you guided a lot while you're um, studying? Like when you were doing your masters, were they sort of saying, oh, less of this, more of that? Or were you sort of just merging your passions for illustration and graffiti and surging forward with your own style?
1: um no i I don't i wouldn't say that i was guided but i think a lot of the the education was about questioning why why do you why did you choose this subject this color this font this uh, idea and then uh, you uh, already as you work you develop a way of thinking where you try to have answers to all the questions because you you would go up uh uh in front of class and present uh, your idea for this uh, fictional book that everybody did uh, a cover for for example and then you would present it and uh, you would get uh, questions and if you were prepared then you could answer all the questions and generally if you could answer all the questions then you had a quite good result to show so i think it was more uh, i mean in school you learned some techniques you learned some uh, ideas of thinking about uh, why would i choose a certain font or uh, a certain pen stroke or whatever but a lot was about uh, just standing up for your work and uh, having the the arguments I mean that's how I worked today as well I, I if I come up with an idea I try to question it uh, like to to see if it's good enough to stand up
0: and had you seen anyone um like with a similar background to you sort of go forth and create a career for themselves like before, you know, you know how like normally you see someone and go, oh, they're doing it, they're making it happen, and they're from a similar background to me, so um that means that I can do it as well. Or did you, you know? Did you have any anyone like that in your life?
1: I mean, when I picked up this book about graph, uh, as I mentioned, it was uh, the feature it, featured in it was a lot of kids from my area. that was a generation older than me, and they were really technically advanced at. At like 14, 15, they did stuff that I could only dream of at that age. That was something that inspired me for sure. Um, and just uh, the fact that they were local, I think, uh, made me relate to it more and see that maybe I could could also. But when it came to uh, making uh, like a illustration art career coming from graph, yeah, I've seen Small signs of it here and there, but I didn't really have like a mentor or someone that uh, that I could uh, follow in that sense. I think uh, the ones that I saw were more into doing uh, like art exhibitions rather than going the, the illustration route, so to speak. But uh, I got into to illustrating already at 17 for for local magazine so i think just picking up picking it up quite early myself uh i didn't really need uh, too much of a mentor person uh i just felt like i had an aim i picked up small pieces along the way of course there's been a lot of a lot of inspirational people along the way but not not one that I can uh, point out and that sense.
0: do it you, with your artwork you' also bring like music and um animation into it as well like uh yep. are you are you self-taught in these areas and um and do you like uh deliver a the complete package like involving your own like um you know artwork illustration and um and the animation like to your music as well
1: Yeah, um, for most part, uh, I'm self-taught. We had some animation classes when I went to to high school, but, uh, or art school, but it was, uh, yeah, not, not, uh, I had already started to uh, delve into it uh, on my own. It's just, uh, yeah, I think that's part of what is driving me forward is to, uh, to try on new techniques. I feel like when you already have a a way of uh, thinking, creative, and expressing yourself, then uh, when you pick up a new technique, half of the work is already done, because you have sort of a a way of thinking and a process. Uh, So it makes it quite fun to, to take on new techniques, because you can become decent at them pretty fast. That's how I found it at least. And I, I think it's uh, also, uh, I don't like to do the same thing over and over. It would, I would get bored from that. And uh, just taking in new skills, it uh, gives me uh, a freedom to express myself in in many more ways. It's like uh, if you're a super social person then maybe it's fun to learn a lot of languages because then you can just travel the world and speak to whoever you want for me it's more like if if i uh, make a a big exhibition in a museum then i can uh, talk in so many different languages in the different rooms and uh, sometimes mix them and uh, sometimes it gets a bit uh, confusing i I feel like i'm uh, Maybe also as as I get older, I feel like uh, juggling all those balls at the same time. Uh, uh, I feel like every time I'm uh, getting back to making an animation or music or an illustration, I feel like I haven't been uh, warmed up. I have to warm up. I'm not uh, like in, in perfect fit shape because I've been so much all over the place so that's that there are some cons to it but it's just uh, something that happens naturally in me and, and I don't feel like stopping it i do i do quite a lot of uh, different uh, outputs from the same kind of uh, feeling or idea and i also find that they sometimes they give to each other like what i learned from making music i can bring into my art and also they have a lot in common like uh, a really bright tone or a really base tone could be compared to uh, having a lot of black or a lot of white in a drawing and you want some kind of a balance and yeah these kind of things so.
0: like you know you've been working like with brands and and on like projects for so many years now like what are some of the uh like, favorite projects you've worked on that you can think of Oh well, last uh,
1: year and a half, I did two quite big uh, solo exhibitions in museums. It's an honor to do it, and uh, it's really fun to do it because it brings it's kind of like uh, the best off from all the things that I do. I can I can use all the kind of uh, techniques. I I built installations, I showed animation, sculptures. I worked with patterns, putting them on on furniture and walls and floors and ceilings, and uh, just letting everything take place in the same uh, project. And also, having a show in a museum where it's not focused on selling your art, it makes me select uh, the kind of artwork that I show from From another perspe- perspective, more from my heart rather than from my brain, so to speak. I can allow myself to create uh, things that don't have any commercial point to them uh, and uh, that, that allows for, for more, more fun ideas. So I think uh, for me, that's, that's uh, the ultimate kind of thing to be doing and also, it's been uh, like retrospective shows, which means that I've been uh, going through my whole uh, art career. It's been a yeah, humbling experience, but also very. Uh, it reminds you of uh, the fact that you're not on step one anymore. That you've you've done quite a lot when you can. Uh, where you can uh, go through all of your work and then present the best of it to to an audience. Hmm. How,
0: did um, these, um, how did these retrospective shows come about?
1: Well, uh, the biggest one that I did and the first one of those two, it was actually in my hometown, Lund. A couple of years back, this museum, they won uh, a prize for being the best museum in Sweden. And at the same time, uh, a friend of mine that is a curator uh, that I've been working with during a lot of uh, a long time, she won uh, also prize for creating the best exhibition in a different museum. And uh, the museum and and this uh, friend of mine, they they met and they started talking about maybe we should do something together one day. And uh, to make a long story short, they started to talk about it. And then she mentioned me and the fact that I also had a connection to the, to Lund, the city. Uh, and I think also the fact that, uh, this museum it's, it is great. It's been great all these years, but like, uh, every museum or brand every now and then you also have to make sure that it's not, uh, only the same people coming. Because eventually, eventually they, they become old and die. So I think they, they felt like, yeah, we, we, they already do a lot of uh, pretty like young and cool things every now and then. But I think this was, this was also an opportunity to, to kind of uh, turn things a little bit upside down and show something that people were not uh, really uh, expecting. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much how it came about. We started to, to talk about it, and uh, also the fact that I, I mean, I have my history in Lund, and uh, I spent twenty years away from Lund, creating things all over the world. Maybe it could be a a good time to to bring me back and just uh, show people what uh, what had become of me. So
0: yeah, and is that uh, was that big mural you did in Lund? Recently, was that part of the same uh, retrospective?
1: Yeah, uh, kind of. It it came about uh, in the same uh, discussion a little bit. Uh, it's the same curator that initiated the mural, and uh, it was uh, supposed to happen before the exhibition. But the, the whole uh, process took a lot of time, and uh, yeah, so it happened the other way around. So. About a year after I did my big solo in the Skissenas Museum, which was called, I did this uh, big mural in the same town, which was uh, also a way for me to kind of uh, make, uh, yeah, something that is lasting. It's not an exhibition that's on for half a year and then it goes away. And then also, uh, to kind of sum up a little bit, what I, what I did in the exhibition or what I've been doing and like a little bit of a best off kind of idea. That's at least how I tried to think about, uh, choosing what to paint.
0: So. And how big was that? Because in the photos of it, you're like, you see a photo of the whole wall and you're just a little dot standing, uh, at the bottom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's quite big. It's, uh, I think it's 21 meters by 16, something like this. So it's, a yeah, it's the, it's a facade of a four, four story building, something like this four or five.
0: Oh. Is that the biggest thing you've ever painted? Uh, I've painted
1: uh, a couple in the same size, but it might be the biggest one. Yeah.
0: Oh, what was it like for you to paint? It looks like a pretty physical job. Do you do you do it all with spray paint? Because it had like chrome and black and red and blue. Right? Exactly. And yeah,
1: most of this one was done with spray paint. Uh, we had some. Uh, I had an assistant for this one, and uh, because it was painted on uh, on raw concrete, it was a it was quite uh, a beautiful gray wall that I got to paint on, and I wanted to keep some of the gray because it, it's so rare that the, the wall that i paint on is already beautiful in my eyes so i wanted to keep a bit of that but the part that i wanted to paint on i had to put a, a primer on it for the paint to to cover really nicely and to to stick for for many years so it's a bit of a mix but most of it is spray cans uh, earlier i i've always uh, felt like uh, it's it's uh, it takes too much energy to cover those big spaces with spray but with this one uh, i couldn't find um, colors that were popping enough in in house paint or wall paint so that was one of the the reasons and also um, i i use quite a uh, few <clears throat> there's an orange there's a blue there's black and white having the, the opportunity to um uh, to just pick up the right color at any given time is is uh, helping the workflow quite a lot. When you when you deal with rollers and uh, and house paint, it, it can be quite messy. And then you you work with one color, and then you put it away, and then you work with the next. But you want to fix something, and then I was quite happy to work with spray. Actually, I, I even when I paint the piece, I always try to remember that you have to keep. A bit of energy for your finger till the end of the piece when you're when you're gonna do the lines and the signs and stuff if you put too much effort in uh, in everything else then it's gonna fall on the last step kind of so i tried to keep that uh, idea even for for a larger scale piece like this one
0: yeah well it looks great like uh when I saw it pop up on uh on Instagram I was like well wow, very impressed big big fan of your work nice. and, um awesome to see you taking uh such uh you know like monu- doing such monumental pieces that uh, you know uh, even after yeah, all I mean, these years
1: yeah yeah thanks that's good good to hear I mean it, one part of me I always feel like when I've finished a, a big piece like that I feel like ah oh, never again or at least not for a year or two but uh, the other part of me feel like if i had uh, uh, if i had the possibility to get good budget projects to big to do big walls and, and big museum exhibitions then i would do them all the time but you you always have to find the right circumstances where where it's fit where it, where it suits you a good wall with a, a a reasonable budget. Yeah, I think it it kind of regulates itself. They pop up every now and then, but not too often. So my my finger still lasts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. back back to back can be uh, exhausting. Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hey there, artists sorry for interrupting your podcast it's claire here from the art career academy and i wanted to let you know if you've been feeling frustrated in not knowing how to build your art career and you want to feel confident and clear on the pathway forward then we want to let you know that our next round of going pro our six-week course will be starting at the end of february so, don't miss your chance to be the first to know about exclusive VIP pricing and scholarship opportunities by signing up to the waitlist
0: at ArtCareerAcademy.com. This year, let's turn your artistic dreams into reality together. Tom and I can't wait to embark on this journey with you. Okay, let's get back to the episode. All right, Finster, are you uh, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Yeah, yeah, fire. All righty. Name one artist who you think deserves more shine.
1: I look at a lot of uh, art and artists. I mean, everybody does through Instagram and stuff like this. But uh, part of me also uh, almost uh, like a technique. I try to look quite not a lot at what everybody else is doing. I'm quite uh, self-focused as a Technique, kind of, and uh, when I started to uh, make music eight, nine, ten years ago or something, I stopped listening to music. It it had had the same effect on me uh, because uh, it's it kind of disturbed my focus uh, a little bit. I I had to focus on what I'm. I gonna do, and if I see too much what everybody else is doing it's not really inspiring me it's more like disturbing me a bit yeah i feel like i couldn't really give you a good answer to that one i'm sorry <laughs> about that <laughs> i amazing. mean there's there's a lot of people who uh, who who deserves uh, a lot of shine and i think it, it's it's hard to judge how much shine people get uh, just the fact that i find them on on social media or, or etc it means that other people find them and hopefully that is enough for them but I wish uh all the artists struggling to be successful and have more shine I mean we it's not a necessarily hard life but it's not an easy life either and uh, we we need people to be interested and to see what we do so power to all the artists
0: yeah well said so um what's one medium you'd love to work with Oh, I, I quite recently
1: got into uh, mosaics, mm. like uh, cracking uh, tiles and uh, putting them together. I like, I mean, I always liked the uh, graphic shapes and, and simple colors, so it works quite uh, well in that manner. At the same time, it's a, it's a medium that is is—it's uh, not uh, immediately connected to subculture or graffiti so there's uh, a span or or i find like there's a a possibility for me to do something that hasn't been done because i can bring two different worlds together a little bit so i'm i have i've been uh, experimenting with it a little bit but i uh, intend to do more more of it and uh, maybe also bring it into public work because it's it's something that as you as a graffiti writer you met quite a lot in the public in public bathrooms uh, or in uh, subway systems not necessarily mosaics but the tiles so the material is something uh, yeah i always loved to to spray or put the marker on tiles and uh, yeah so there's uh, there's a personal connection uh, that excites me a little bit about this material
0: so, yeah yeah and then also um like versatile in how you can use them you know you could do the floor you can do ceilings you can do like a bench yeah you know what I mean and I mean why they are used so frequently in the, those areas is also
1: because they're very durable and uh, that's quite important if you're gonna do um uh, public art so that's also part of why I've focused on this like it's a it's something that could last for a long time yeah I have some ideas of how to maybe uh, mix them with skateboarding in some way that's that's what I'm working on like public public art pieces in mosaic connected to skateboarding but we'll see where it uh, ends up
0: Well, look forward to seeing it um who are some of your uh, favorite artists
1: uh i would say uh, when i when i stopped listening to uh, music 10 years ago pretty much i was really deep into the 90s rap scene of uh, memphis like three Six mafia dj sir uh, skinny pimp uh, yeah to mention a, a few so uh, to slightly duck your questions your question i'm going to focus on artist as in uh, a music artist so yeah there's three names for you
0: yeah well have you been to Memphis
1: never but uh um I've um had the honor to do a couple of covers for some of these artists uh so there's a little bit of a connection there and uh yeah we'll see how how I maybe develop it more in the future but at the same time i think i was at my height of that interest 10 15 years ago and uh, now i have uh, other things in mind so we'll see maybe i'll pick it up again yeah it's still uh yeah it it was something that uh, really excited me at the time and also made me pick up the the skill of of producing, uh, with that kind of inspiration in mind, then then I started to do a different uh, style myself. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a big inspiration, and it could also inspire me quite a lot uh, when it comes to uh, to illustrative work. I mean, having uh, someone maybe maybe it's obvious, but having uh, lyrics being being said it, it paints pictures in your head at least for me it does and uh, you could paint those pictures on a paper and uh, then you have transformed something that uh, came from a different place to something new and i think that's uh, that attracts me that kind of a way to use inspiration rather rather than seeing something that is already a drawing, then and then be inspired to do another drawing based on that. I mean, I could do that as well, but taking uh, some words from a song and making an image, it 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 feels less uh, tainted and more of uh, creating something that the world hasn't seen before.
0: Yeah, right And um, and do you keep regular work hours? i do more and more
1: since i became a father uh, before i was uh, very good at uh, doing the opposite <laughs> which meant that i was working all the time but i was doing it from a hammock in cambodia or uh, from my uh, bathtub or something like this i i think that's been uh like a uh, a motivation for me earlier to uh, to have the best and more most relaxing time while I still have a great output and make money kind of like like that was my my goal to be uh, to be sipping on a, a drink uh, among the palms in on a beach and then uh, Drawing a graphic for some uh, big corporation uh, and uh, yeah, just just making it work. Now I, I have, I mean, I still lack that idea in some way, but uh, I think uh, yeah, just from being a bit more mature, having also a different uh, um, yeah, a different life i uh, i feel more like uh, being more structured because i p- appreciate my uh, my free time more i appreciate the balance between work and doing other stuff and maybe having a more of a clear line especially especially now that i have a kid i feel like if i i mean i don't mind drawing and doing stuff together with her that's like the perfect mix but I don't want to think about work while we hang out so yeah and at the same time I feel like when I work I want to be more effective than I used to because uh, I feel like uh, we have a, a certain time here on earth and uh, I had I have uh since a kid had a big uh, uh, what do you say not the expectations but big uh, yeah hopes for everything that uh, I would want to do in life with connected to to art and now when I'm uh, more like uh, in mid midlife I feel like it's time to uh, uh, not just be productive but also make sure that all these things happen in a more controlled manner like not not see what happens but more like this is what I want to do let's make it happen so uh yeah that uh I think that goes goes together with business hours in some way
0: totally so that leads into my uh next question actually uh like where are you wanting to take your art career you have already done so much with it you know I think yeah I think the
1: fact that I did those two uh, retrospectives about a year ago it left me I mean I already felt uh, when I was doing it like oh what's going to happen after this maybe I'm going to feel totally empty because it's uh, yeah it's some kind of a new start point when you took everything that you did up to that time and you presented it like what what comes after and uh i yeah the, it has been uh, both inspirational and uh, also a bit uh trying to to start with a new beginning yeah i i've i've set out uh, some uh, a couple of goals that i i feel like yeah i wonder like what i was mentioning before To more be in control of my destiny rather than just putting things out and see what happens kind of so that's what i'm going for and uh, one of the goals is to uh, i've i've always been uh, since doing uh, the first graph uh, walls at 15 years of age back in 93 i've been uh, busy doing things in the public space i really like to do art in that uh, environment but it's almost always been in the form of murals but when i do exhibitions or my own art projects i do a lot of uh, sculptural work or installations or work with electronics or music and stuff and uh, my my goal is to try to uh, bring more of that into the public art like to see if I can also do uh, monumental work in the public space like sculptural sculptural work Uh, so yeah that's that's something that I'm uh, thinking about and uh, trying to make happen
0: yeah that's great and um and finally where's the best place for people to see your work online Yeah, well, uh, I'm
1: Finstafari Finstafari, uh, on uh, social media or .com. So that's that's, uh, one way to see it. Otherwise, just keep your eyes open because I'm trying to uh, pop up in form of a T-shirt or an ad campaign or a sticker or a sculpture, wherever you might be so uh that's like my focus since uh, since, since uh, a long time like yeah to to just um do things that uh, can be seen so who knows where you might see it
0: getting up in in all mediums yeah all mediums. kind of I mean
1: it's a bit uh, based on some kind of uh, graffiti idea like the object is more or uh some kind of a takeover and it's a, it's a big world it's it's taking some time but uh, yeah i think for me i'm not going to be the one to make the most tags or the largest pieces my sport might be to be one of the persons who do things in all kinds of mediums uh, techniques or in different uh, environments take over in that sense so uh yeah that's that's something that uh, has always been a, a bit of a driving force
0: that's great well it's been um awesome to sit down and chat with you finster it's uh been a fan of your work for a long time and um yeah it was really awesome to catch up catch you in uh person and go painting when you're in Melbourne a few months ago yeah
1: yeah man it was good it's fun how uh, how how we all uh know of each other's work and how you can connect without meeting and then all, all of a sudden you meet and uh, i i'm really happy and thankful to be a part of a community that i think in large it's based on uh, on graph because graph is such a strong community but also as graphic artists and graphic artists with a connection to graph It's um, even if we're spread out all over the world, there is uh, a sense of uh, having colleagues, kind of, when I don't have a lot of people doing similar things around me in my hometown. So, yeah, it was nice catching up. Good to to speak a little bit. And uh, hopefully I'll uh, come visit you uh, among the palm trees on the